Hello. Welcome to the show where we cast our favourite books into film. I'm Roxanne. I'm Rachel. And I'm Flo. And this is Typecast, brought to you by the Rare Birds Book Club. This week, we're casting My Sister is a Serial Killer. Bio Incan Braithwaite. <laughs> yeah. Did it? You happy now? Are you happy? I'm happy. I, I didn't want to like jump in on your moment because I felt like you were going to do it. <laughs> Shall I give us a summary before we yes. go any further? Yes, probably do wonderful. that, yeah. <laughs> right. So, My Sister the Serial Killer. If you haven't heard of this book before, here is kind of the gist of it um, without any spoilers. Corriday is bitter. How could she not be? Her sister, Iola, is many things. The favorite child, the beautiful one, the budding fashion designer. There's just one problem. She keeps killing her boyfriends. And when she does, it's Corriday's job to clean up the mess. Literally. She knows the best solutions for cleaning blood, and the boot of her car is big enough to fit a body. Though Corriday doesn't approve, at the end of the day, sisters must stick together. And as the eldest, it's Corriday's job to stop Iola from getting into trouble. The one bright spot in Corriday's life is Dr. Tade. The handsome, charming, noble doctor at the hospital where she works. But while she's waiting patiently for him to notice her and realize they're meant to be together, someone else catches his eye. Iola. When Dr. Tade and Iola start dating, Corday must examine where her loyalties really lie. She's not prepared to find Tade with a knife in his back, but saving one would require sacrificing the other. That was great. Makes me want to read it again. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just—it's like a really—it's a tasty morsel. I think I said this to you before. It's like a palate cleanser. Like it's really compelling. It's a real page turner. But the quality of the prose is really high, and the characters are really well drawn. But it's also kind of a sort of a quite lurid thriller at the same time. But she does it in a way that makes it feel very literary and not cheap or trashy. No, it really sneaks up on you, I think. We often will give this book to someone who says to us, like, oh, I've I've been in a real reading rut. Mm. Like, I'm not really enjoying anything right now, or I just am not finding time to read. I'm finding it hard to get into something. This is a great book for that because it's quick and short. The chapters are short. It's incredibly compelling, and it's very different, too. It really sort of draws you in. What I I thought was really good was there's this real mix between – this dark humor and there's some quite moving sections. I mean, she packs a lot in, in such a short space. And I think she's able to be successful in that because she really does just concentrate on two or three characters. Yeah. She's economical. Mm. It's it's very well done. Yeah. God, this was, this was a great book. Do you want to actually speak about how she characterizes Dr. Tade? Cause I thought it was a very clever characterization. I think Dr. Tardo is basic. And I think what's so good about the characterization <laughs> is that he appears to be such a great guy. And and there's aspects of him that are good. He's a really good doctor. He's very kind to everyone. That's clear. But what's so good is it doesn't take much for his shallowness to come to the fore, something which Ayola in my mind, goes out to prove to her sister. Yeah, she says that to Corriday, you know, right away, like, oh, he's only interested in a pretty face. 
Mm. And then he disproves that. And I, you know, he's not a he's not a baddie. He's not a bad man no. by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not a great man either. <laughs> and he's just he's mainly a disappointment and he doesn't really see either of these women for who they really are. And he doesn't he's not interested in seeing them for who they really are. He sees no. the surface and that's fine yeah. for him. And there's a sort of deep misogyny in that though. I can't help thinking. Like you say, he's not interested in getting to know Corriday, not really. He's decided who she is and has pigeonholed her in that way. Same with Ayola. He sees Ayola. He's like, she's incredibly beautiful. And that's all he needs to know to sort of embrace what he believes is her goodness. You know, you'd almost call it a traditional view. That's why he likes Ayola. She's sort of beautiful and represents everything he thinks he wants in a wife. Mm. But the kind of irony of it is that Corades is much closer to those sort of traditional things he wants. She would actually be much more willing to be mm. the kind of wife he is projecting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Onto Iola. She's much more willing to fulfill that role. And she does fulfill that role in a professional setting for him. He does really value her as mm. a nurse working with him in the hospital. Corriday and Iola are like kind of polar opposites. Iola is the younger sister and she's beautiful and she's kind of the pride of her family and that they have all these expectations that she'll kind of get married and make a great match and that sort of thing and she's really she's she sort of reminds you of like the popular the popular girl in high school in a way mm. she just doesn't need to care about some of the things that Corday feels she needs to care about who uh, is kind of living in the shadow of her sister unnoticed, unloved, very dutiful, um, but is also filled with resentment and bitterness towards her sister, towards her situation, towards her family, which Iola doesn't have at all. There's that sort of implication about Iola's character that like she's never had to work for anything, that she's never had a hard time in life. Everything, things just come to her. People flock to her. Men flock to her. Money comes to her. You know, she has it easy. But of course, what's revealed is that she doesn't really because you find out about this horrific childhood that they've had and nobody can have that childhood and, and, and then grow up to have an easy life. You know, that's why she is the way that she is. And it's sort of about peeling that back and realizing how she's turned out like this, isn't it? Well, it's yeah, because Iola is, you know, people flock to her, but that also makes her the subject of some kind of horrific misogyny, which is how she oh, yeah. ends up in these situations of killing her boyfriends. And Corday struggles to empathize with her sister, or relate to her sister, kind of being so callous about these men because she's never really experienced that treatment for herself. Yeah, and that's that's explored really well in that uh, flashback that you see uh, where it looks like Ayola's going to be sold off at 14 to a much older man into marriage. So her beauty, yes, it does get her a lot, but it also puts her in some pretty dicey situations. And Braithwaite never, I think, slips into this one-dimensional view of Ayola because what pulls you through the book, I think, is that Ayola is at turns very sympathetic and something which makes her very likable is that she genuinely loves her sister, which is an interesting spin on <laughs> psychopathic Yeah, her sister killers. is really the only person that she loves. Yeah. But she doesn't love her in, a, in an uncomplicated way because she still no. is kind of cruel to her, you know, mm. and gets her into these terrible situations. Corday 
insists that she and her sister are quite different. But actually, as the book goes on, what you realize is they're much more similar than Cora Day would like to believe. But the difference is Iola is who she is at all times. Mm -hmm. She never pretends to be nicer than she is or someone that she's not. But Cora Day does. Cora Day pretends to be one thing and then other moments she reveals herself to be another. Well, I thought Corday was an extremely interesting character. Again, she could have just been the straight man, the straight character where, you know, things happen to, but she's at turns very unlikable herself. She's quite cruel to the cleaning staff. Well, not cruel, but she's not very kind to them, you know, and she's she's not liked by almost any of her co-workers apart from Tade, who seems to be the only one that she's nice to. So even in her everyday life, she doesn't come across as extremely likable, but then you do like her because I guess you're getting a lot of her internal workings and understanding why she is the way she is. Something that struck me uh, when I first read it, it's very, very similar to the dynamic between the two sisters in 27 Dresses. <laughs> Where- <laughs> oh, my God. That is very accurate. <laughs> Where are you going to say like Tense and Sensibility and then you came in there with (laughs) 27 Dresses, the beautiful classic. Um, What's what's her name? Uh, Malin Ackerman's called Tess and she's Jane. Jane, yeah. Yeah, so Jane is the sort of dutiful older sister. I have to do everything for my beautiful younger (laughs) sister who I deeply resent but feel I must take care of. That's pretty astute. Yeah, yeah, that is very astute. <laughs> Iola's equally bad all the way along. But Corday, just like Jane in 27 Dresses, <laughs> kind like she's kind of she kind of breaks partway through yeah. when her sister steals her boyfriend and then she's like, "Right, I'm done with this." <laughs> and actually Ed Burns is kind of a Tade. He's very a complete basic. Tade. Oh my god. Be- yeah. Because he again loves uh jane or he loves katherine heigl in a professional setting and is always like what would i do without you you know you're so great blah 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 but then the second the hotter sister turns up at work he's like who's that your sister's nice i want to go out with her and he projects all this stuff onto her so does that mean that james marsden is the guy in the coma (laughs) (laughs) is that where this analogy slightly falls down But actually, I I think if anything, it holds up. Yeah, (laughs) it holds up. James Marsden calls Jane out. And so does the man in the coma when he wakes up. He's like, "Mm, I remember everything you said, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Muta's like the investigative journalist (laughs) of Corriday's life. One of the things I really liked about this book is, is the way it is written in those very short chapters. They're almost like they're kind of little bits of flash fiction. You know, they're mm. mini stories in themselves and, and all of the headings are kind of one word titles that sort of sum up sort of what happens in that instance. And I think that works so well for Corriday's character because what we know about her is that she is, she has these sort of obsessional habits. You know, she's extremely mm-hmm. clean and organized. And I like the way that those sort of, the way she kind of files away all of these little incidents in her mind or her memories in this very kind of organized, compartmentalized way. I thought really worked for her character. Yeah, she everything needs to be sort of summed up and then slotted somewhere. So much of the book becomes about what 
she won't talk about and she won't address directly. Tightly, she yeah. drops all these hints and memories and kind of little details. And she's not she's not willing to face them head on, but mm-hmm. she she helps us understand that the reality of her life and her sister's life is a little bit different than how she wants to remember it or represent it. Yeah, you get the feeling that some of those memories are just are locked up in a, in a different filing cabinet mm-hmm. that she's never going to open up. When you do see pictures, especially into her past with her father, she sort of steps back often before things get violent because she has a violent puff father. You know, again, like like we were talking about, it's such a short book. How she manages to get in all this dimension in under 300 pages is, is really it's incredible. Yeah, it's really incredible. It's interesting. I I feel there is a sort of ambiguity in it. No, do I think Ayala <laughs> should go around murdering people? No, but also I don't come away from the book thinking she's a villain. I'm kind of pleased as I as I'm reading it that she she sort of continues to get away with the things she gets away with. Yeah, I think I prefer to read her character not as a victim. You know, she does have this. Mm-hmm sort of abusive upbringing but I think the way I read it is just that she is kind of killing these men for the hell of it and not to defend herself and not because they're abusing her and that that for me is what makes the character really interesting because you still Mm. like her and you still root for her even though you know she's doing it and like I watched this interview with Oyenkun Braithwaite where she said that she was partly inspired by Black Widow Spiders you know, killing their their mate. If 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 the male spider hangs around too long, the the black widow will sometimes just sort of casually eat him, even though that's not what she would normally eat. And yeah. no one can braithwaite saying, you know, that, I just like that idea. That it's just sort of pointless cruelty. I mean, it is oddly satisfying. This like small woman just being like, oh, I'm sick of you, <laughs> just yeah. having this man. There is there there's, there is something a bit delicious about it. Okay. Casting call. You guys ready? Let's, Let's get do down it. to business. Cast the hell out of this. Um, but before we do, we've got some rules. I don't know if you guys are at oh home have heard these before. <laughs> no, um, you should you should just tell us them all again. It's really interesting every time we do it. Um, okay, so rule number one is that we have to cast actors and not people of other professions. Rule number two is that we have to cast actors who are contemporary. So that means how they are now and not how they were in 1985. Contemporary, sadly. And rule number three is no daddies. Who I guess we're obviously casting the sisters and Dr. Tade. Okay, so shall we talk about what the sisters look like? I've got a good passage ready yeah. to go. This is from the chapter called Floor. Ayola is short her only flaw, if you consider that to be a flaw, whereas I am almost six feet tall. Ayola's skin is a color that sits comfortably between cream and caramel, and I am the color of a Brazil nut before it is peeled. She is made wholly of curves, and I am composed only of hard edges. Her sister's beautiful and she's not, is what she's saying. They're just on polar opposites of the spectrum, and Corday really feels like she is as unnoticeable as her sister is noticeable. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of descriptions of Ayola just lighting up a room. I mean, even if you were good looking, if your sister was that beautiful and everyone turning to look. No, she's not self-conscious in any way. Corday is very self-conscious. So that also plays into how different the sisters are. I mean, because Corday doesn't put herself into the world in the same way that Ayola does. Like, 
we know that she doesn't wear makeup, for instance, you know, and so when she does for the first time, everyone's like, oh, you're wearing makeup. But it's like they, they have very different attitudes towards themselves. And so because Coraday has it in her head that she's not beautiful, she doesn't behave like a beautiful person. Yeah, you definitely get the impression that she has decided that she's not beautiful. Like she's aware that her sister is more beautiful and almost from the moment she understands that, she then unconsciously decides to be the opposite. You know, I don't think Coraday is... <laughs> as she continues to say ugly. Like, I doubt that very much. Even when I was like thinking about my casting choices, that is really how I read it. It was not so much about, for me, it wasn't about finding like necessarily a plain Corday. Yeah. But just about trying to find an actress who could sort of capture that spirit of like, I don't want to, you know, an, almost unass- uh, yeah, an ass- unassuming, like, I don't want to be looked at. I think another important thing for me with Iola is that she looks, you know, young. And that she looks innocent as much as any person can look innocent. But she's described as kind of having like music video vixen body and then a kind of angelic face, mm. you know. Yes, looking looking a little bit guileless. Yeah, way. like cherubic. And so that was kind of what I had in mind. You know, not like someone with like a really dramatic features, like supermodel features, but someone who looks sort of young and like, oh, butter wouldn't melt, that sort of look. Mm -hmm. What about Dr. Tade? Do you have any thoughts about what you were looking for for him? I was just looking for sort of a a kind of a handsome doctor guy. The old handsome doctor. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he comes on screen and you're like, oh my God, isn't he wonderful? This might be a romance. And then sort of as you go on, you're like, oh, he's kind of a wiener. And also um, a little bit older. Than the girls because I, I imagine the girls are sort of in their early 20s okay okay I think we should do Iola first cool sure who <laughs> is going first this week are we mixing it up I'm happy to volunteer to go first. But I think right. you should go first. I think you should go first too. I could. Uh, do you know what? I'm happy to go first, but then it's just I'm worried about you guys because it might feel quite pointless after I've gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've absolutely nailed it this week. So. All right. Well, is there ever a week where you don't say that? <laughs> I think well, I'm starting to crack the code though, because I feel like when you say, guys, I'm going to throw a curveball, what you actually do is suggest something very sensible. And when you say, <laughs> this is perfect, you guys are going to love it, you go for something that's batshit crazy. Yeah. Ironically, my cur- my throwaway curveballs, you guys are always like, mm, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Look, I can be humble and admit that Iola is probably my weakest of the three characters. My top choice for Iola would be Lupita Nuango. If you don't know her, I would be astonished, but she's from 12 Years a Slave, which she won an Oscar for. Uh, She was in Star Wars. She's in Black Panther. She's one of the faces of Lancome. A stunningly, stunningly beautiful actress and very cool. And to me, just kind of would nail what Iola is because I think she can also look quite cherubic, quite innocent. Yeah, I was just about Um, to say she's got cherub face. Yeah, Yeah. she's definitely got cherub face. And could also, I could just absolutely see her stabbing someone to death oh yeah she she <laughs> well, she would nail it but she is a bit too old I think. yeah I, I if think she's so too. yeah if you think she's too old then she's you're gonna hate my other two choices I mean she is perfect otherwise <laughs> I'm just gonna go through my other two very quickly because I feel like if you didn't like Lupita it's just a no 
but my next choice was Naomi Harris. She's extremely beautiful, but yeah. I think she gives off more Corriday energy. I don't. If you don't know Naomi Harris, um, probably where you might have most recently seen her is in um, the Bond films. She's also, if you ever fly British Airways, currently um, in the BA <laughs> flight safety video in quite a starring role. Which They've is... really made an impact on you recently, haven't they? That's <laughs> because that's the only place I watch movies and TVs is when I'm sort of like flying back to Toronto or something, I'll watch four movies and that's me for the year. Oh, that's <laughs> so. good. We're glad you're doing a, a film adaptation <laughs> podcast then, Rach. It's in safe hands, everyone. I was always going to provide the best value at the first part of the podcast. <laughs> she yeah, is definitely too old. Those were my best two. And so I'm just going to leave it there before I okay. humiliate myself further. I have two choices. They're kind of two different directions. Um, the first one is Jodie Turner-Smith, who was queen in Queen and Slim recently. I mean, she, this is the sort of model angle for Iola. She is yeah, extremely she is like incredibly beautiful. beautiful yeah. um, she has, I think she has the luminous quality and she's a great actress. Uh, she's won all sorts of accolades for uh, Queen and Slim. So that that would be one of my choices. And then the second choice, I don't know if you uh if, how well known this uh actress is, but she recently did a wonderful turn in um Noughts and Crosses. She's a South African actress and her name is Masali Baduza. Um, she's on my list. She, I think she's a good choice because she's she's very cherubic. Cherubic, cherubic. Um she's about twenty-three, I think. Yeah, so she's really petite she's and young, small yeah. and 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 I thought that would also be a good option as well because she looks so sweet and innocent and the idea and she's a great actress as well. That is a good pick. <laughs> I prefer Lupita, so I'm just gonna work on my time machine. And <laughs> just, just getting cracking on that now. I mean that's yeah. the thing though. Lupita would be an almost perfect choice. Like if she was 10 years younger. It's just, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. But actually, I think uh, Masali does have a lot of like Lupita energy. She and does. Looks. She actually sort of looks a bit like her, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I think she does. Yeah. She's beautiful and very much on the come up. So she, you know, would be a great pick for that. Okay. So I went, I sort of really skewed young. Um, so I had Masali Badooza and then I went for Halle Bailey. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. That's right? I love her. Yeah. yeah. So she's from uh Chloe and Hallie, or is it Chloe X Hallie? I don't know how you pronounce that, but yeah. it, her and her sister, so they're singers who kind of found fame on YouTube when they were like 14, and then they got picked up by Beyonce's label, and now they're actresses and they're both in grownish. But Hallie Bailey is probably best known for that she's gonna be the new Little Mermaid in the live action film oh so that is an inspired cast too at that. the time of recording their album has just come out today has it i was actually listening to it just before this podcast recording i That's bloody can't Serendipity. wait to see her in little mermaid i think she's and gonna be amazing she, in that she's 20 so yeah, yeah like i said i'm skewing young but i think i i went for her because have she just like she has like a little doll face yeah she does. and I just love the idea of her playing like a psychotic killer like that just <laughs> that's such little a mermaid streak psychotic killer that would show yeah me. I was also looking at this actress called Zion Habte who was in series two of Sex Education but she really has that really beautiful kind of doll-like face with kind of sort of chubby cheeks and big eyes and I don't know she just she just seems to have a, a very a really good look for it do you know what I was thinking about this agitation and I really see it 
as like a normal people style, like half hour episodes, maybe like six mm. episodes in total, mm-hmm. like a BBC production, but filmed in Lagos. Like, I just think it would be, I just, I can just see it. I can just see oh, it working. I can see it being so kind of like stylish and cool. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, the film rights must've been bought up, right? They must've been snapped up. I actually, they were picked up before the book was actually published. Nice. But you know, that doesn't even surprise me. I mean, as you'll know from my Iola choices, like I've gone a little bit older on mm-hmm. both the sisters here. Um, so the same thing stands. But my top choice for Koroday would be Wami Masaku. So yes, I have on my list. Yeah, so she's a um, a BAFTA award-winning actress. She won um, Best Supporting Actress for Damilola, Our Loved Boy. I haven't actually seen it, though. And she's also been in uh, Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them, mm. Philomena. She's a great actress. I was kind of skewing towards a much more sort of comedic take all the all my picks for across all the characters could have sort of a really good sense of comedy which Wumi definitely has she's great and she is Nigerian I love that right I think that's a really good pick so I guess you're happy to agree that I did nail it I mean yeah we'll see yeah. we'll see I wasn't I wasn't talking the talk I'm walking the walk over here okay I'm waiting you're for you to throw fine. your curveball <laughs> my backup choice for a core day was uh Susan Wakoma yeah, I've right. got her. Yeah, 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 yeah. so sh- yeah. she's um we talked about her in Queenie, didn't we? Yeah, um, yeah. And she's yeah. from Chewing Gum and the Comedy Year of the Rabbit. I found Corday really hard. I mean, my first one, funnily enough, that you should mention Susan Wakoma because uh, Michaela Cole came up in my in my list just because of the way she describes herself as being like like tall and thin and hard edges and I think Michaela Cole's a really good actress and I think and she's obviously she can lean into the comedy you know I mean she she does the dramatic stuff well as well so she's just starring in the what's it called I May Destroy You yes on BBC I'm so desperate to watch that yeah apparently it's like absolutely amazing and she's Mm. starring that and does she write it as well yeah yeah. And she's so talented. I think the only thing is that she's, if you're going to be looking at anyone in the room, it's Michaela Cole. You couldn't miss her. Well, then my other one, and again, I, I'm i not super confident about this one, um, is Lashana Lynch. So Lashana Lynch uh, is Ma- Ma- Maria Rambo in uh, Captain Marvel and Nomi in the new sort of James Bond. If you were taking the adaptation in sort of a, a slightly sort of more sinister direction yeah a bit more thrillery yeah exactly like if, if you were if you really wanted to lean into the sort of the fear over um the missing boyfriend and Iola getting found out and you know what I mean that kind of the heart racing aspect of the book yeah she would be a very good fit for that style of adaptation yeah a slightly more glossy version of it whereas you know I think she she's not ordinary looking and I think the actress needs to be able to look a bit ordinary Okay, so I had Susan Wakoma. Great pick. <laughs> Where'd you I come also up with had, that? I um, also had Adelaide who is a comic actress who started off, well, she didn't start off in it, but she was in Some Girls. She was in Time Wasters. Um, she was recently in a sh- that show called The Capture. She definitely is a comedic actress, but sh- I've also seen her do serious stuff. And I, I recently watched this short film that she was in where her, father is dying in hospital she did that kind of downtrodden slightly invisible long-suffering turn so well and so even though she's like really pretty I can really see her as this sort of 
this figure in the background of you know her younger glamorous sister's life and I think she could do that really well yeah I mean that that's a great pick my other choice is another actress from sex education so sorry if you haven't seen it she plays Viv in season two and the actress is called Chinenye Ezeudu and she's great in it she's so charming she plays this like very academic very ambitious and kind of judgmental and uptight kind of boff essentially who (laughs) is on the like quiz team and kind of gets paired up with the school jock and has to like tutor him and they become best friends and she's so good in it and she's like again a comic actress but she can do the serious stuff yeah and And could and could be quite intense yes which Corday is a little bit intense so so So, handsome doctor Dr. Tade. <laughs> Come on down, Dr. Tade. <laughs> this, I've I've just completely nailed it on this character. You might even want me to go last. Because I've, <laughs> I had, okay, I had a few picks. Wish you could see I, her face as she says this stuff. <laughs> I, you know, I had my usual obvious choice, who would be, again, perfect for this role because he's perfect in everything. But I really pulled it out of the bag. So my first choice was obviously Chiwetel Ejiofor. Look, I have to pay homage <laughs> to my dossier, and he's in it. <laughs> no, you so. don't. <laughs> okay, but that yeah. wasn't—that was just a warm-up. That's not my true pick. I knew you guys. <laughs> I knew. I knew as soon as I said him, you were gonna be like, "You always choose the same guy." Well, <laughs> so my um, top pick. Um, in this role is an actor called David Oyelowo. Oh, um, oh and yeah, so he him. he played Martin Luther King Jr. in Selma. He was in Spooks. Uh, he was in The Butler and A United Kingdom. And he, to me, is just every inch Dr. Tade. He's handsome. He's charming. He really gives you that sort of vibe. What I was really looking for for Dr. Tade was someone who was kind of like poised and charming i could really see david oyelo as kind of respected and beloved by his kind of colleagues and you could really see corday putting him up on that pedestal i i mean i definitely think what he has going for him i think is that i agree that he would give off that initial impression of here is something that someone that you can love and trust in a world where she hasn't met any men uh, or, or women for that matter, that, that she likes and trusts. And then the dismantling of that would look great on screen. It was what really- flight were you on when you came up with this next choice? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. actually, uh, okay, I'll just give you, we don't need to talk about this. It's obviously going to be a no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say it. So my curveball choice oh, God. <laughs> is Tay Diggs. <gasps> no, but that actually is Diggs. great. That 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 He's, is the exact yeah. energy. That is not. He, that, uh, that's not what I mean. Rec- Your curveballs are always <laughs> quite sensible. His, but he recently came to mind um, because I was watching him uh, search for a property on Selling Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you may have seen him on Selling Sunset, or he's um, uh, from Rent, um, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. God, brown sugar I, I watched um, him in an episode of the other day yeah he's, he's in private great practice in he's great in that 
He's he, he's so he handsome. is the exact energy of Tade for me. Yeah, that is he's that Dr. exactly Tade. who he is. He's just again, I think he's he's probably too old for the role, but that is that exact, oh my god, you trust him, he's beautiful, he's really handsome, he's really welcoming, and then you're like, oh, he's basic. That Tay Diggs would do that so well. That's inspired again if yeah. this was 15 years ago. I think oil picks have been really strong this week, right? It's just you need to get working on that time machine. Or you need or we need to just age up all the characters. I'm just gonna do my adaptation my way, and in which case my <laughs> castings are perfect. She's going rogue. I think you should okay, th- you should you should pass this the the sequel that comes in like ten years, you know, like two serial, two sister. <laughs> my picks were actually I went from American actors. Um I the first one was Chad Bozeman, who if you don't mm-hmm. know who he is is the lead in Black Panther, extremely handsome, has that, again, that very sort of attractive, I don't know, sort of slightly mesmerizing energy to him. But, yeah, but he's, like uh, he's too old, so. <laughs> is he? He's 42, so. Oh, my God, he looks She's caught in her own I... trap. She's caught in her own trap. <laughs> oh, no. I I, I I so didn't expect that actually. I didn't I didn't realize that he was suddenly horrible. aging them up, starting to feel quite attractive to Roxanne. Yeah, well, and because he only maybe. looks about thirty in Black Panther, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he looks really really young in that. Well, then my my other pick then will fit in to the age bracket. Travante Rhodes, who uh, was in <gasps> I Moonlight, love him. and he was also in that very. <laughs> weird film black box not black box bird box um i think again extremely handsome an amazing actor the right age i think he's too buff just i mean i get buff energy but yeah he's got do you know what he's about his muscles outside of his jacket do you know why i think i'm a little bit reluctant for him is he sort of has a kind of mysterious aloof energy around him which it's i'm not sure yes he doesn't yeah, seem I'm not sure. sort of amiable in the same way that yeah someone like david okay, Oyelowo well, would be again leaning into the more thrillery side of it yeah you can kind of go down the road of likability for the characters which is the direction i went in but actually your picks work quite well if we go in the opposite direction where it's like a li- that feels a little bit more sinister so basically you're, you're, casting, you're casting a comedy 10 years in the future and i'm casting a thriller yeah and i'm casting I think- the the bbc <laughs> The BBC miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is why our casting is always a massive mess, guys. Uh, so my number one choice is Irinze Kenny, who is a British-Nigerian um, actor and playwright. He's been in tons of stuff. He was in Our Girl. He was in Crazy Head. He's recently in Flack. And he's also had like a, a one-man show in the West End. Mm. And he's great. Yeah, he is um, a good. That's a very good choice. He's very I handsome. I can totally see him in the normal people adaptation. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> just going to say he's hot. Yeah, um, but he also, you know, he's he's done drama, he's done comedy, and I think he's got good range. And my second choice is uh, Donald Glover. 
Right. Whoa. Which, hold on, hold on. Let me see. (laughs) Which, okay, this is by Dossier Brain speaking, I should say. I've, oh, been re- man, yeah. I've been re-watching Community and so I'm, I am slightly obsessed with him and I don't really think he's right for this. But I also he's think not, that I, I do think that he does kind of have Tade energy to me because yeah. he's I've, really handsome, but he's very kind of funny and sweet and approachable and friendly. And you kind of think like, oh, he could never be a bad guy. He could never let me down. He's, uh, you know, yeah, he's not right, but I get what you mean. Like, he's not wrong yeah. either because no. he can do this sort of the goofier because there's uh, what sticks out in my mind about Dr. Tade is the bit where he sings to the children when they're yeah. getting yeah, their shots. Yeah. Like, he is so personable and so goofy. But then again, Donald Glover can definitely so Donald Glover can absolutely do that. But he can be also a more serious actor. I, I agree with Rach. I don't think he's right. But I don't think he's wrong. Well, I think, I think he's more wrong I, than she does. But but I just I, I I don't I don't see him out like nailing the role like Arinze Kenya Ken would. Uh, okay. Okay. So I don't know. Did we? I I actually think our picks this week were really solid. There weren't actually any. There was nothing completely insane. Ones. No. Okay. I, Instead I of like trying one. to decide. Suggestion of the week goes to who? Oh, that's a good idea. Actually, even though um, I wouldn't cast him, I think Tate Diggs is is my suggestion of the week. But I, was gonna, I wouldn't cast I him. I was going to say that too. Inspired. Of course you were. You're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I think but inspired I, is the wrong word for that. It was certainly a welcome suggestion. And I enjoyed hearing it greatly. But inspired for me is not quite is not quite hitting. <laughs> Who, who's your inspired pick? Okay, who inspired you this week? <laughs> I felt personally very inspired by myself, <laughs> and my suggestion of Donald Glover really cheered me up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tay Diggs was much better than Donald Glover. Hold on, hold on. Halle Bailey was an inspired choice, right? Look, in terms, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. It Actually, was. It was very good. I forgot but, about that. That was good. Yeah. I mean, Tay Diggs was better in terms not, of like, none wow, of them are getting really cast. You. <laughs> none of them are getting cast. So <laughs> these inspired picks mean nothing. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, <laughs> better end it now. We Another got week where we have accomplished <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs>